Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. Hope you're having just a wonderful day. So for today's episode, I felt like it was a great time just to lean into the idea that was one of the main reasons I really started this podcast, and that was to give a snapshot of my life at the moment. And I kind of thought that with this idea, my daughters can look back on and be a part of who I was and what was going on in this time of our life. And it kind of reminds me of, if you have it, the Time Hop app. So if you know, you know, but it's just an app that connects all of your social medias and your phone and iCloud and photo library and everything. And it basically shows you what pictures were taken or posted today, a year ago, two years ago, et cetera, et cetera. And what's crazy is that I joined Facebook in probably mm, 2006 maybe, which is, and math is hard, but I believe like 16-ish years ago. And I think that was at the moment, if you remember, like Facebook was created for college students and they opened it up to everyone. Don't really remember how that actually worked. But 16 years ago, I was posting statuses and pictures and all the things. And it is absolutely hilarious to look back on those pictures. But with that same thread, I wanted to be sure to pause every once in a while and give a true update here on where we are and what life looks like. Like I said, it was half of the original idea of why I wanted to actually start this and have a live diary for my daughters to be able to listen to one day. Oh, I used to be really good at journaling. And so I feel like this is a similar thing. And since my daily quiet time has pretty much been working through different books with Christopher for pretty much the last year, it really hasn't lent time to journaling. I don't know. Are y'all good at journaling? It definitely felt like something that my pre-kid self did really well. And I just feel like the childbearing years can be so full and so wonderful, but also so draining and emotionally tough. Ugh. So anyway, I feel like before I tangent anymore, I'm going to go ahead and jump into today's little bit of a shorter episode where I update y'all on what's going on with us right now. Okay, so I feel like over the course of this whole podcast, I'll be able to be reminded of all the different snippets of life and what was going on. But I have to say it feels so good to sit down and journal and be really present in this very, very special time. Well, so okay, it's summer of 2022. And we're inching towards that countdown feeling before you have a baby. And this time it feels so different. And I know that one of the main differences is because of a plan C section. And that like, totally takes out the unknown or at least mostly takes out the unknown of when we get to meet this baby girl which if you've ever found yourself waiting on a baby you know that time seriously has a way of slowing down but also these last six or so weeks that we have before baby plant comes just from a data perspective really looks different yes because we've been in a different place for every baby so we're in a different house right now and also it's our third baby outside of the womb And I do get asked a lot about if I'm worried about going from two to three, which I've heard is almost as jarring as zero to one. (laughs) So yeah, I think I do have a little fluttering in my belly thinking about what my capacity is and how I'm going to do it. But I don't want this to come off any other way than just innocent, if you want to call it that, that I just really feel made to be a mom and I really like doing it and I feel like so many parts of it fills my cup. But with that being said, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I've had this revelation in the past that maybe you've always known, but it's new to me, that there can be 
things that are so hard, but still so good. And you can be in the midst of bad times and good can still come from it. And that's saying a lot because if I was able to speak to myself even just two years ago, I would not agree with that statement. So for me, for right now, I can have full confidence saying that I know I'm supposed to be in Seattle awaiting my third baby girl. But in the same breath, admit that I'm having many daily moments of, gosh, I'm just not a fun mom or goodness, I feel like I'm just the most impatient mom, or wow, I'd be embarrassed if someone just recorded my reaction to my children. (laughs) Or I've had many moments recently where I just wish I could have a solid hour where I'm not thinking about the next thing I have to do. You know, you know? And you've heard me also say this before, but Christopher and I try to bucket our stress or sadness or fears or situations as momentary, seasonal, or forever. So for instance, like Ellie and Kate losing their ever-loving minds while I'm trying to check out at the grocery store is momentary. And being pregnant or recovering from a C-section is seasonal. But grieving the loss of a baby through miscarriage is forever. Well, so when I say forever, I mean like on this side of glory, but really, okay, so just like forever meaning the rest of your life. So when you think of different situations in one of these buckets, It allows you to categorize it appropriately and it gives you the ability to know what the appropriate level of energy is that you should apply to it or how much you should worry about it or what the right next step is. So for instance, we've already had this like quote missing out of things because we're having this baby and I've been able to go, okay, this is really hard, but this is okay. This is good. Obviously this is for a good reason. One thing that I feel like I have just learned through maturity is that Choices are not binary. They don't just live in a vacuum. Your choice affects your family. It affects your health. It affects your husband. It affects so many different things. And so when I think about decisions in that mindset, it gives me the ability to have rest in a decision that still kind of like stinks. Does that make sense? So recently we had to make the choice to not go back to this golf tournament that we go to every single year with our friends in Indianapolis. Christopher has gone, I don't know how many times, and it's always a very fun weekend full of friends and events and lots of things. And I've gone before pregnant and it's been great and it's been easy. And we've lived in places where we've been able to drive at certain points or the flight is a lot easier, or obviously we have less kids. But right now in this time frame of where it lined up and what was going on and the fact that we live in Seattle, which if you didn't know, feels like it's its own country. Seattle is one country and then America is a different country. So yeah, we just felt okay in that it was the right choice to not go to this golf tournament. Still made it hard, still had FOMO, still wish it was different, but also feel completely fine. And that weekend was still really full and still really sweet, even though I still wished I was there at the golf tournament, if I somehow could do both. Does that make sense? Also, I think y'all might've heard this on a different episode, the one with Camille probably, but every year I have a girl's trip with my friends in Louisville. And what's hard is I went ahead and made the decision before even having the baby that it's not the right time to go to girl's trip this year. Now, It's not like I'm having the baby the week of the girl's trip, but it's just close enough. I want to say it's about four weeks postpartum that I would be making the flight from Seattle all the way down to South Florida. And I just talked with Christopher and made the 
pre-choice to not go. And that stinks. And I don't want to have to do that. I want to go to girls trip. I don't want to miss out on any opportunity to see my friends. And Christopher allowed me to think really clearly in the situation of what are the data points and what makes sense. And he kind of allowed me to get to the decision by myself, even though it was very much a mutual decision of, hey, we got to choose like health, my health. I can't fly across the country by myself and carry a bag because four weeks postpartum from a C-section surgery, you really shouldn't be lifting a car seat, a bag, anything like that. So yeah, I'm getting into the weeds, but basically we had to make a tough decision and it's really hard. But in five years or maybe just a year, I won't be worried about what I'm missing out on right now. Most likely in a year, I will be sitting with an almost one-year-old sipping a glass of Prosecco and totally not worried if I'm going to sleep well that night or if I'm going to miss out on this or that. Which brings me to one big point that Christopher and I are mulling over right now, and that's this huge question that I get asked pretty frequently, which is, are you done having kids after this baby? I mean, it's past the, oh my gosh, you're having three girls. But then people are like, well, are you done? Which feels like kind of a silly question to ask a woman in her third trimester because mostly every pregnant woman is like, yep, for sure, mama tired. <laughs> but I think the better time frame and the time frame and perspective that Christopher and I have agreed on is A, we are going to live in the moment and enjoy and be thankful for just this baby that's currently growing in my belly. And B, no decision needs to be made before it needs to be made. So basically, we're absolutely tabling that discussion until baby girl is like six months old or even a year old. But that being said, I'll be super interested about how that conversation will go then. And I will, at some time that's appropriate, be sure to update y'all when it happens. But hang super tight because we are almost two years out from even talking about it. And okay, so let's see what else is going on in the present. I'm trying to think right now. So how does this pregnancy compare to other pregnancies and how it feels as I'm sitting here at like 32, 33 weeks pregnant? I definitely feel huge. I always say I feel like a mammoth. <laughs> My belly feels so tight, like the skin so tight. And I just feel cliche saying this, but I don't know actually how I'm going to get six weeks bigger. But that being said, I'm trying to stay super active and I've been actually doing Zumba three times a week. Do y'all do Zumba? Let me just say, it doesn't look pretty always and sometimes you can catch me just like step touching in the back of the room, but I am so thankful for the energy to keep moving because I know that my days are numbered for that. And especially because of a C-section, I know that there's going to be eight weeks for sure where I can't do anything like that. And there's just no way to shorten the recovery cycle. In fact, I was just talking to a lady about the fact that it's almost dangerous if you start to recover quicker because you really should take the full eight weeks off because even if you start feeling better, you can injure yourself and cause more scar tissue that you didn't need to have if you kind of push it. You know what I'm saying? And, and really just the, even the idea that right now I can walk from point A to point B without excessive pain is something I'm just gonna be thankful for. But what else? Okay, so so, well, Ellie is going to start pre-K four at her new school soon. It's just down the road from her house. Last year, she was able to walk to her school, which was awesome. And we will not be able to walk to the school, but it will be about like a five minute drive. So I'm feeling okay about that. It's this sweet little Christian school and... I will say I just got the school supplies list and the school calendar, which 
just so brings me back to that time when my mom would take a school supply shopping. And this was well before Amazon or Target pickup, which is how I acquired all of Ellie's supplies. But regardless, there's something that's just so fun and refreshing about the start of a school year. And I actually was just lamenting this with my best friend forever, Kaylin, about how excited we are to get back into a weekly routine where... Don't get me wrong, summer is just so, so, so much fun, but I feel like it can be hard on kids and truly parents because every day can be different. So it can feed into this cycle of we do what we want and every day is new and just this chaos. And that just doesn't work with my personality. And honestly, I think it can be hard on kids. But I've had so many times in my life where my fickleness shows because when times are slow, I'm always praying for God to bring activities and to fill up my calendar. And when I've got a lot going on, I am praying for a break. But this school year will truly just be so sweet because Ellie loves school and she thrives in a social setting. And so I'm excited to see how she will grow. And I'm looking forward to and very interested in what life will look like for the brief moment with just Kate at home and then back to two at home with Kate and Plant. And also, gosh, for Kate to be the older sister where she like currently is fully owning her little sisterness and being the baby. I just don't know if I can fully predict how she will adapt to life at home with a new baby. Oh, so prayers for that. Also, outside of our family, we are awaiting our newest nephew to be born on the Duffy side, which will just be so crazy and so fun because on Christopher's side, we have had up until this point the only grandkids. So when sweet little JP is born, we will get to have a cousin on that side, which will be so fun. And baby plant will be number four on that side. Whereas on mine, the brewer side, plant will be number 10, which is, wow, that feels like a big number. Also, this is like a huge tangent, but I think I mentioned this earlier about Prosecco, and now my brain is so looking forward to a big old glass of bubbles when I come home from the hospital, or maybe even in the hospital. I know I've had friends who've done that, and then I think when we had Kate, my girl Hannah brought Prosecco up to the hospital. That was such a blur, but it was so sweet. So who who knows? Maybe we'll bring Prosecco this time. Even though I have to say, don't you feel like drinking a glass of wine in a hospital just feels like one of those things that are illegal? I don't know. Okay, well, that's all I can think of for today to bring y'all up to date with what's going on with me. But I didn't do a big question. So for big question's sake, let's end with a bang. So one, two, three. Okay, my question for you today is if you had the choice between red wine, white wine, or bubbles, you'd choose bubbles, right? (laughs) No, but really, I'm interested. So y'all head over to the Instagram to cast your vote. I'll be posting it right now so you should be able to see it. And yeah, okay, there we go. (laughs) Well, I guess you know what I have on the brain right now. (laughs) Sorry for all the wine talk, but hopefully you enjoyed this little catch up with me. And that brings me to a thought that I want to be sure to say is that I really do love to talk with you. This idea of catching up with me, it's one-sided because I'm talking and you're not talking back. Obviously, it's a podcast. So if you would, if you go to the Every Mom Needs a Friend website, everymomneedsafriend.com, you'll see a tab that says talk to me, which gives you an opportunity to email me directly with any feedback, any ideas for future episodes or any requests or future guests you'd like to see on the podcast. I just would so love to hear from you. (laughs) But with that, y'all enjoy your week and thanks for listening to today. Love y'all so much.